You're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature. Yeah, I mean, they, they popped a cover two on us. Um, obviously, it's going to be a big play, but there's, you know, that's the, the easy finger pointing answer. But there's so many other plays that we could have done. Obviously, I did the Cardinal sin, threw across my body in the middle of the field on the first drive coming out second half. Just, you know, we, we hurt ourselves in the first half and they capitalized, and that's what the good teams do. So, uh, yeah, they were better than us. Now, here's your host, my dad. Thelonious 7. My dogs by nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious 7, and you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. We're still fighting through that Midwestern maelstrom and accepting the reality of that 22-17 defeat at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. Sometime around this weekend, we will make that a formality with the hosting of the end of the year dog summit, which by now seems like it could easily be a three part series. In the end of the year dog summit, we'll take stock of where we are and what we can hope for going into the off season. But on this episode of Straight No Chaser, we're still processing. And thankfully we are joined by Aaron Dahl of Aaron Dahl TV to help us catch our collective breaths. Hey, what's up? My name is Aaron Dahl. I run a YouTube channel and I do weekly video talking about the Browns and the games coming up and all that and I'll be talking about the off season now and then I make highlight and hype videos and stuff like that on there. Aaron Dahl, it's great to hear from you. Thank you for taking the time to share with us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. For the record, he can be found at A-R-E-N-D-A-H-L-T-V on Twitter. So Aaron Dahl, first off, I'd completely forgotten how stressful do-or-die games are for die-hard fans. How are you dealing with Sunday's game? Have you had time to finally decompress? Yeah, it was definitely different having some uh, meaningful games this year. It's nice, but it is pretty stressful at the same time. Uh, I went on and talked to Quincy last night a little bit about the game. I watched some more of it back this morning. I definitely feel good about the season but there was some mistakes there that it sucks to see and some bad circumstances so I feel a lot better this morning than I did about it yesterday but oof it it definitely was a hard one to lose and I'm glad we're in a position where they matter like that so much now but that's definitely a consequence yeah man there were so many inflection points in that contest the biggest one was perhaps the helmet-to-helmet blow that forced a devastating touchback. What were some of the other spots that stuck out to you? What if any moments might haunt this team in the offseason? Yeah, the helmet-to-helmet hit, you hate to see that in the circumstances too with the weird touchback rule and the no review on the helmet-to-helmet. I hope they do a better job with the rules going forward, but... You can't blame it all on that, you know, he probably shouldn't reach the ball out, so. I think another big moment they're going to regret was the punt uh, with four minutes left and giving Kansas City the ball back and not running the ball as much as, as we would have liked to see. So I think those are probably the two other big moments there, you know, not being able to score after the interception is real bad. There was, there was a bunch of them, so you can't really bum that helmet-to-helmet hit at the end of the day, but that definitely was a big psychological blow and kind of turned the game downwards a little bit. 
I think that's an understatement. At the time, I think the play effectively ended the game. And if it wasn't for that unfortunate injury on Mahomes, we'd be having a far different conversation today. There's so much that sticks out about that play, that devastating helmet-to-helmet blow, that ridiculous touchback rule. And while I appreciate his effort, I appreciate him trying to make a play. It's a play that he really shouldn't have even been trying to make. The optimal play here is not even to score a touchdown. The optimal play is to get down and to get down in bounds. I mean, you're trailing by two scores to one of the best offenses in history. You have absolutely got to preserve the double dip. Earlier in the season against the Texans, Nick Chubb made the smart play instead of the big play. And that's what the team needed to do here. I think this offseason, Stefanski is going to have to work on how he's communicating that to his guys. <laughs> so about second guessing. There has been a ton of second guessing of Stefanski and some of his decision making in this contest. <laughs> Color me surprised, I guess, right? It seems uncharacteristic of the normally unflappable head coach. Is the second guessing fair? What, if anything, could he have done differently in the spots he was given? Yeah, I do agree that you can second guess some of the things there. Like I said, I don't think Stefanski should have punted there, and I ended up being right in the end because we didn't get the ball back, but I do see why he would think he's going to get the ball back with four minutes left there, especially after the defense just got a turnover. So I understand it to an extent, but the chances of them throwing the ball a ton is really low, so I don't count on a turnover there, and the line hadn't been getting pressure. So I think you can second-guess him for that. I think you can probably second-guess the lack of running, like I said, but the Chiefs were kind of stopping the run, so... You can understand that one, too. I guess the moral is, as a coach this year, he's done a really good job. Did he definitely make some mistakes here? Yeah, like I said, those uh, the challenge was weird. But Kansas City's notoriously had weird challenges because of their setup and how hard it is to see the board and all that. So, I mean, second guess away, but don't get carried away. You know, like, we definitely have our coach finally, so do it with a balance in my opinion bro i think he's the coach of the year the coach of the decade and probably likely the coach of the century he took a 6 and 10 team and using zoom conferences was able to transform them into a unit that came within a touchdown drive of knocking off the number one seat on the road he's only going to get better with experience <laughs> but having said that he missed a critical challenge and tilted on the next one costing the timeout as they're trailing he left food on the table. And I'm also upset that he punted on fourth and nine, but really this very scenario came because he wanted to control the clock. In my opinion, you gotta see the situation differently. I think that the correct play was to go for the jugular for deception's sake. And looking back, I don't disparage him for punting on fourth and nine, but technically he put himself in a place where failure essentially ended that game. And he never really gave himself a chance to gamble with six. I think he's going to regret that in the long run more than punting. But now for Joe Woods. Joe Woods took a lot of flack for the performance of the defense. How well did he call this game? What has to improve to give them a better chance in their next opportunity? I think a lot of the problems were personnel issues. You know, we're out a lot of starters. That definitely doesn't help. We've had different guys in and out all the time, so the communication's weird. I, I think next year, if you keep seeing communication problems after having an offseason together and these guys getting more used to each other, then I think you definitely have some problems. 
I don't think Joe Woods did terrible in that game. I mean, there were some mistakes he made too. Letting you know them get away with that third and 14 is not good, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I think he'll probably be back if I had to guess. So we'll see how he improves over the offseason. I think if there was one person they would get rid of, it, it would be him, not Alex Van Pelt. He's definitely coming back, but. We'll see what they decide to do there, but I think there were some opportunities for him to, you know, do a little bit better here, but I think a lot of it was just, you know, the players that we needed to, to you know, the, the line wasn't really getting enough pressure, and that kind of hampers what you're able to do, because you can only cover people with backup cornerbacks for so long, so I, I think that just having more time to communicate and maybe shoring up some some defensive players in the offseason will give him a better opportunity next year, and we'll see what he can do. Man, I like Joe Woods, the dude. And I can't say I don't appreciate how opportunistic his defense has been, but opportunism isn't going to beat Mahomes. And if you can't adjust your strategy to Hannah, it's a real problem. Some of it was on the substandard players. B.J. Goodson letting that back get leverage, in my opinion, gave this team life and they should have never had it. The defense definitely needs help personnel-wise, and they're going to get it in the draft and free agency, and we're going to see with Woods. Hopefully, the year off gives them a chance to regroup as a unit because if I'm Kevin Stefanski, I think I might be getting that Austin Seibert feeling about Joe Woods in the near future. Once again, our guest is Aaron Dahl of Aaron Dahl TV. He can be found at A-R-E-N-D-A-H-L-T-V on Twitter. So, Baker was good enough to win in the Ketchup Capital, and he showed up on the biggest stage. Do you pick up the fifth-year option on him, or do you extend him right now? Just as I watch a lot of, I've watched every game twice this year. Um, I, I pay a lot of attention to you know Baker and his mechanics and his fundamentals, and and you see a, a massive improvement over the year. Getting used to this system, Stefanski getting more used to him and and putting him in good spots. And you know down the stretch he had 370 passes with only two interceptions. That was unheard of for us last year. So I think over time, Baker has shown he can adapt to this system. Stefanski's obviously going to be here for a while, so that's good. You want them to have a good relationship, and it seems like they do. I think you extend them. I think it's important to build a good relationship with your franchise quarterback, so you want to show faith in him. I don't think they should go out and pay him like Carson Wentz or something. I hope he'll take, you know, a more modest deal because we have so many other people we need to take care of. You know, Denzel Ward is going to be coming up. Nick Chubb will be coming up. It won't be too long before you have to do something with Odell and Jarvis money-wise. We've got all these people we've got to take care of. So I hope that he does the team deal here, and I think you have a better chance of him doing that, extending him outright rather than the fifth-year option, which shows a little bit of trepidation with him, which I don't think he deserves after the way he played down the stretch. You're going to be way better off just going ahead and extending him now. He's not going to go anywhere, especially not with the people in the building liking him and the improvement he's made. So do what sets you up the best for the long run and, and take care of Baker and hope that that pays off down the stretch and I, th- I think it will so I love Baker I think he did an excellent job this year he's done a ton for this franchise I think we, we take care of him 
I would absolutely extend Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Give him five cracks with Stefanski as the coach, and I think they'll find a way to accomplish their ultimate goal. Our guest has been Aaron Dahl of Aaron Dahl TV, and do check out the hype videos on YouTube. Uh, before you get going, do you have any parting thoughts for our audience? What are you expecting this offseason to be like? Uh, as a Browns fan, it's kind of hard to say what I expect this offseason to be like because this is a unique one for us, right? We're not having to worry about a coach. We're not having to worry about a quarterback. The, the, these are the staples for us that we, you know, go through every year. So it's we've got to the playoffs. We don't have to worry about, you know, who are we drafting with our third overall pick or whatever. So it's going to be a crazy offseason. I think um, they spend free agency in the draft, mostly on defense. You know, I think maybe you could draft one, like, you know, real speedster wide receiver. I don't think you really need anything else on offense. Our O-line, these backup guys have been coming in and playing really well. You're going to have Chris Hubbard back. I mean, I think the line's pretty short up. I think you go mostly defense in the offseason, try and get, you know, maybe a star linebacker, definitely need some defensive line depth, and, you know, maybe a, a good slot corner, but you, you've already got Mitchell and stuff, so I think just really injuries coming back is going to help a lot, acquiring some good hole fixers on the defense. I think that's what we're going to be watching most of this offseason. I don't expect any coaching changes, like I said, so hopefully it's a nice, smooth offseason and we come back better next year. I can definitely agree with you about that. Well, Arundel, thank you so much for taking your time to share with us appreciate hearing from you on dogs by nature radio thanks a lot for having me on man it was really fun i uh appreciate the opportunity thanks everybody for listening like i said check me out on youtube at arendall i'm on twitter at arendall tv and uh you'll be able to hear me talking about more brown stuff all off season go brownies sir it's much appreciated well that was your dose of the straight truth you've been listening to straight no chaser I'm your host, Thelonious7 on Dogs by Nature Radio. Take care and go Browns.